Welcome to the Kingdom Culture Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this spirit-filled message that it blesses your week and brings you joy and perspective. To connect with us, hop on social media and for more information, head to kingdomculturechurch.com.au. So if we could put some of the highlights of Elijah up, that'd be great. So Elijah's a crazy man. He is absolutely possessed of Jesus and he, uh, he raises the dead multiple times. He separates the river Jordan. Now, we read stuff in the Bible, but what helps me is I put it into my context. So I'm in Brisbane. Brisbane River's pretty gross, but I'm there at South Bank getting, I don't know, I've just had Vapianos. Um, I'm, it doesn't matter what I'm wearing, but I'm there with my wife and we're having a good time. And we go to the bridge and I hear God say, separate the river Brisbane. Okay. I don't know what I'd do. I'd probably do something a bit dramatic. So I'd probably put my foot up on something in the name of Jesus. But what actually happens is, I don't know the science of it, but H2O separated because of the anointing on this man's life. See, we're not just reading stories. We believe it actually happened. And I don't know about you, some of the stuff in the Bible, I'm like, hmm, are you taking preacher's license? But we've got to believe that if we're sold a scripture, if we believe the word of God, we've got to believe that what it says, it means. So he splits the river. He calls down fire from heaven, but not in the way Pentecostal preachers do. Not like in a, in the night, like as in fire comes down from heaven and burns up an altar. Stop getting mad at me. It's in there. We'll go through it in the next five weeks. He mocks other gods with toilet humor. It happens. Therefore, creating a precedent for every young preacher to use toilet humor. <laughs> he cures leprosy. Or rather, he gives name and the ability to have his leprosy healed by following the word of the Lord. Yeah. And my personal favorite, he leaves earth via flaming Uber. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know, just, I just, I just, oh man, the Bible is so fun. Oh my goodness. Yeah, he doesn't tell Elisha what's going on either. He's like, hey, come, just, we're just going to go. I reckon he knows. I reckon he's like, I've booked my flaming chariot from heaven. <laughs> Can you imagine being Elisha? You'd be like. Anyway, that's some of the highlights of Elijah. And so we're in for a good five weeks. We really are. Um, but the tension, if we could put up the, the biblical exegesis and life application, the, the tension in a series like this as a communicator, as communicators, is we don't just want to study the text. Biblical exegesis is just to study the text, the context of what happened in that story. Uh, we want to do that. That's, that's awesome. But we also need some life application. Because if you hear about Elijah trancing around Mesopotamia, just doing awesome stuff, but nothing changes in your family or in your heart or in your life, we have not really done anything. The psalmist said, I pray that the word of God will be written on my heart. And so, so the tension is we want to look at the context and the history and the, the, what was going on at the time, and we want to understand the text, but we want to apply some stuff to our Monday. We don't just want to swell. And so the, the tension in this series, this is why we need you guys going and studying it, because we don't have time to give you every ounce of backstory and every ounce of the eight hours of studies we've done, but what we can do is we can paint a picture where we say, Holy Spirit, please, in this series, would you do something in my heart and in my life? Amen? Amen. All right, let's pray real quick. Father, we thank you this morning for faith during fires and during famine. Thank you, God, that we would be a people, we would be a church community where our faith doesn't move because of situation or circumstance. 
Help us, Father, not just to read some stories from a book and hear some communication from preachers, but help us open ourselves up to a life-changing series through your word in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Set the scene. I want to read something to you. It's going to go on the screen from Dr. Henrietta C. Mears about Elijah. And I just, when I read it this week, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Elijah was a bolt of fire God let loose across a wayward Israel. He flashed across the page of history with a sudden flash akin to lightning. Elijah the Tishbite, whose name means Jehovah, is my God, was one of the most outstanding of prophets. We get to follow his undaunted courage, his zeal, the heights of his triumph on Mount Carmel, the depths of his despondence, his glorious rapture into heaven engulfed in fire, and his reappearance on the Mount of Transfiguration. That's in Matthew. He was the evangelist of his day, thundering out warnings to a wayward people. The events of his career should intrigue you. Read them carefully. When I was reading Dr. Henrietta's synopsis of Elijah, I started to feel something stir in my spirit. And I was reminded again, and we all know this, but that every time we open this English Standard Version, expensive leather-bound Bible with our names engraved on the front because our families are generous, we need to understand we are being invited into an experiential encounter with Him. That the story is exciting. I'm slightly buying time because it's five minutes till the remembrance what we're doing, so I'm sort of like, should I do it? But uh, anyway, we're in a weird place. Let's just roll with it. Hey, praise God. Every time we open this, every time we read a story, New Testament or Old, yes, we want to know the context, but God is, it's the living word of God. It's not, it's not dead. It's not old. The Old Testament isn't invalid. In fact, the Old Testament reveals the goodness of Jesus. Like it's, it's, it's a book that when we open it and we study it and we highlight it and the pages get tattered, Dirty Bible, clean life. This little Sunday morning joke for you. There you go, it's for free. But come on, as we go into this, as we look into this, we want to be changed from the inside out. I've got seven points about Elisha. And as I said, we're going to get into the scripture as in reading from the stories tonight. But I want to set the scene for this amazing prophet. My first point, if we could put it up on the screen, is Elijah was a man just like us. Man or woman, he was a man, but he was a human just like us. I think sometimes we can read these stories and we can deify these people, these patriarchs of the faith, and it's good to do that, the matriarchs of the faith, but they were just people who had fears and insecurities, but they still said yes. They still said yes to the plans and purposes of God. In 1 Kings 19, Elijah's having a moment. I don't know if you can ever relate to this, but he's basically having a bit of a moan to God. He's like, God, I'm the only one left who loves you. I mean, he doesn't know that, but he feels that way. I'm the only one left. And now they're trying to kill me. It's very emotional. I like that because I'm quite emotional. Is anyone here emotional? Okay, four of you put your hands up. Whatever, church. I'm not emotional. I'm very centered. No, you're not. And so Elijah's very emotional, and he's like, Upset, and I mean, yeah, he's getting, but but he he makes an, he makes assumptions, he whines. Sometimes he does stuff that God didn't ask him to do. Just because God's moving doesn't mean you're doing everything God wants you to do. Fire falls from heaven, but God didn't ask him to mock the people, because the prophets of Baal were still the sons and daughters of God. Just because fire fell doesn't mean he was living correct or, or perfect. 
Just because your ministry is growing doesn't mean that everything in your character is perfect. It just means that his gifts are without revoke. Elijah was just a person. And that's exciting because for me when I read that, it can be hard for me to correlate a normal person with flaming Ubers. But he was a normal person with faith. I pray this series stirs your faith. I pray this series makes you realize that the impossible is possible under him who can do all things according to your faith. I pray we don't just read a story about a person. I pray we get inspired to lay hands on the sick, to see the dead raised, to hold down our jobs, to wake up on time, to have character. I pray that this series would push us towards the person of Jesus. Elijah was a person just like me and you. The second thing that I kind of like and I grab from this is that we're told nothing about Elijah's past. In chapter 17, which we'll go through tonight, it just says, and Elijah the Tishbite, which is so funny. (laughs) How funny are Bible words? The Tishbite. Everyone say Tishbite. Good. And and <laughs> there's no reason for it. But but it's all like he just appears on the scene. Now, through study and through looking at Josephus and different people, we can attain that 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 uh, some small things, but really he's just there. And I like it because it, it tells me that God doesn't need an elaborate past or fame or social standing to use someone. He needs obedience. He needs obedience, and Elijah. <laughs> He's obedient. <laughs> like he, God says some stuff, which we'll see through the next five weeks, that let's just be really honest, church. If he asked me or you to do it, we'd be like, that's not Jesus, that's a demon. Like He asked him to do some crazy things. But he says yes. Do you ever feel disqualified because of what happened to you when you were a kid? Do you ever feel disqualified or lonely because of what you did to someone? Do you ever think, if, oh, if anyone knew, if God knew, by the way, he does, But if God knew what I'm doing, if if people knew what I'm doing, I'm disqualified. I think to myself of Pastor Cy Rogers. I've only heard him speak once at City Point Church. And I was blown away at how confident he was to go into a past full of uh, intense uh, 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 sexual perversion, hurt, pain, manipulation. And he openly talks about it. And he says, I'm willing to bear my dirty laundry. Because it just reveals how good Jesus is. You see, our pasts shouldn't define us. So we're told nothing of Elijah's past, which leads us once again to the nature of God. Point number three, Elijah lived in a day of spiritual decline and apostasy. I want to be careful how I phrase this. I struggle a little bit when Christians put all over social media about how how the times are going and how horrific the day we're in. Now, I'm all for God in law, God in politics, legislations that we want, 100%. But sometimes I think maybe they don't, haven't fully researched the time that these great prophets lived in and the time Jesus was born into. Like, I, I, I want babies to be born. But to say that we're declining is to say that Spartans used to throw their babies off cliffs if they had a deformity. So what's my point? My point is these stories in the Old Testament show that God is more than able, nay, perhaps is more inclined to move in power when the culture is adverse to it. We look at church history and the church seems to rise up under persecution and seems to wither in lethargy when it's allowed. 
<laughs> Amen. So, so what I'm saying is, 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 okay, you know, we got Donald. Or America's got Donald. We got Scott Morrison. I would argue they're not this, as bad as Jezebel and Ahab. And so when Christians are, oh, you know, Christians wailing with signs. I get, I'm not having a go. I understand. But let's just remember that God is on the throne. It says that the world is his ottoman. He's not fallen off. He's very much in charge. He's very much in control. He's very well able. If his sons and daughters rise up, he's able to control the atmosphere and the environment. And that's an encouraging thing. I know we don't have much scripture here, but we're going to absolutely go through all of it. And we need you to study this this week. Number four, Elijah was commissioned by God for some hard, hard tasks, hard things, faith-filled things. We've got to get an idea of who this guy was. Some stuff that he asked Elijah to do, I, I just, it's just full on. I have, I think some people in this room have, I've never prayed for a dead person. It's on my bucket list, but I've never done it. I'm not very good with, um, like, I get creeped out pretty easily. So I'm not actually scared about what would happen if they don't come back. I'm scared about what would happen if they do. I've watched way too much walking. You know, what, you know it's, it's a real thing that I ponder because I'm very deep and existential. And so, but imagine, just put yourself in the shoes, the pressure of, hey, raise this, we're going to look at this tonight, raise this person while their mum is there hanging all their hopes on you. Now, it's all their hopes on God but you're the vessel and God isn't there in the flesh, so it's hard to yell at the guy that isn't there in the flesh. You just yell at the messenger. This, this man does things that would be absolutely terrifying. He tells generals, go and, go and wash in this place a bunch of times and you will be healed. You better believe there was a part of Elisha going, I hope he gets healed. Because generals of armies could do what they wanted. And if he didn't get healed, you're probably in trouble. Is it just a Bible story or is it a calling card for faith? Is it just something we're just going to read out of Kings or is it something that could get us to pray for our boss? Now, I don't know about you. I don't know the general of the Australian army. I'm sure he's a lovely man or woman. Okay. Right. My goodness. Women can fight too. But if God said to me, go and pray for them, they've got, they've got cancer and somehow, through weaseling contacts and wearing less skinny jeans and a nice suit, I got that opportunity. What would happen? Channel 7, Channel 9, they'd probably be all over it. I would feel the pressure. I know, it's full on. <laughs> he doesn't want to pray for the general. Come on, we've got, we got to take this as from being stories to what would it have been like to have been asked to do some of these things. And if we were asked again today... How would we go? How would you go if on Monday you were asked to pray for your boss? Be honest with yourself. My boss is the pastor of this church, so I've got it easy. But how would you go? It's not a condemnation thing. But this has to stir within us faith for hard times. Amen? Just a few more points. I understand that I'm not being hilarious this morning and I'm not being all excited and pumped, but actually at home church... My job isn't to always be funny and, and lay people out on the power of the Holy Ghost. We've got to learn from the Word of God. I'll do that when I'm on the road. <laughs> and sometimes when I'm here, depending on what pastor I want. But I just want to encourage you that it's not always about a conference message or a conference-level worship set. Sometimes it's just about let's learn and grow as a community. Amen? Yeah. 
Elijah's life, this is, this is a challenging one. Elijah's life was marked by separation and holiness. Now, that sounds very spiritual, but let's, I pray Elijah wasn't a sanguine because that would have sucked. If Anna said to me, babe, I need you to live in the... Well, we don't have a very big garden, but pretend we had a big garden. If she was like, I need you to live in the garden for three months and be fed by birds. No, not sweet jumps. I'd be like, this sucks. I'm not keen at all. I need interaction. But Elijah had such a call on his life that he needed to be separate and he needed to have a deep well of holiness and a deep understanding of God. Now, I was a bit nervous writing this one because I'm scared of a generation that's like, right, we're moving to the hills. We're never going to shave. We're not going to interact with culture because culture's a demon. No, no, we're in the world, not of it. Paul said, I'm a Roman, I'm a Roman, so I'm a Greek to the Greek, but I'm talking about the use of your time in the week. Do you create a space of separation for God to move in your heart and life? Do you create a space just like you would in your marriage, just like you would for your kids? Do you create space to have a, a, for lack of a better word, the magnifying glass of heaven and the anointing on your life to be very clear. Because there is nothing wrong with Netflix. There is nothing wrong with FIFA. There is nothing wrong with, I'll just list all the stuff I like. There is nothing wrong with Nando's. There is nothing wrong with movies. Stop it. But is there, there isn't. But is there, what does the priority system of your week look like? Do you believe that you're marked? Do you believe that you've been separated apart from culture? Not to run from culture, but to influence it. Not to run from your workplace, but to influence it. But I want to propitiate to you, even if you love God, but you're not setting aside time to hear your assignment and get correct alignment, you won't change your workplace. Good intentions won't change your workplace. People might like you, but come on, we need to spend time with God. As Neil Myers would say, spend time under the spout where the glory comes out. And I like that. Although it kind of sounds like heaven's doing a wee, but it's still powerful <laughs> even after that. Number six, we're going to finish up. If a keyboardist could come and join me, that'd be amazing. Once again, this morning, we're just setting the scene. You know, me and Pastor Rob were chatting and the exec team about how to do this series. And, but really, if you, if you miss a Sunday or you miss a service, we live in a day where we all carry supercomputers around. Hands up if you've got an Apple really quickly in this house. Praise God, we're a nation set apart. Hands up if you've got a Samsung. Get out of this Tunaitsky. <laughs> Nicole's going. Oh, dear. Thank you, Apple, for your goodness. And all the Samsung people are like, and Apple's what started all the sin in the world. And I'm like, that's a good point. Elijah's ministry was characterized by the supernatural. Obviously, this point gets me pumped. Elijah's ministry was not just of words, even though words are important. It wasn't just reciting the Torah. Elijah's ministry was one of signs and wonders. In the Word of God, it says, later on in Luke, it says, I have fully proclaimed the gospel with signs and wonders from Jerusalem to Elycrium. What does that mean? I propose to you that to fully preach the gospel, you need to move in signs and wonders. Because it's not just about what is written, even though that's important. It's not just about head knowledge, even though that's important. It's about a manifestation of heaven. You see, you could have the best theology on healing in the world, but your workmate who's sick or got the flu or they don't care what your theology is. They just want to know if you can help them. And it's scary and I get that. And I, I still get, can I tell you something? I've, next April, I'll have been ministering and preaching for eight years in different capacities, different levels, blah, blah, blah. When I do an altar call, there is still a massive part of me. And, and without being whatever, I'm sort of like 
uh, people would associate me with being quite good at that area of ministry, altar ministry. I still have a big chunk of me that's like, <laughs> I hope someone responds. Like on the, on the outside, I'm like, on the count of three in this place, from left to right, front to back, inside I'm going, oh, someone please just respond. <laughs> I'm sweated, I've studied, please, something happened. <laughs> I think that's all right. I think it shows that we're relying on him, not on us. And if Elijah's ministry is characterized by the supernatural, I want our life to be, my life, my wife's life, I want to to be characterized by the supernatural. And can I encourage you in this place, it's not about being a filthy Pentecostal, even though if you are, let's hang out. But it's not about running around your workplace going, right there, sister in the blue dress, lift your hands to heaven in the name of Jesus. It's not about that. It could just be you on your lunch break sitting with someone and just saying, hey, you're right. I believe that's being marked by the supernatural. Maybe you'll get a word. Maybe you won't. Maybe the word is just, are you okay? I do believe that we should lay hands on the sick. I do believe if we see someone in coals with a wrist thing, we should pray for them. But, but it's not, don't get your identity in it. We're not on a witch hunt for, for miracles. We want to just see people encounter their heavenly father. And whatever that looks like for you, I want to encourage you. Come on, let's be marked by the supernatural in our life. Let's be inspired by the word of God to make a difference. The last point is, I love this. Elijah lived purposefully in the presence and relied on God's strength. Banjee, you can come join me. You know, I'm so excited about where we're headed as a church and the growth we're seeing and, and, and some of the stuff that Pastor Robin and Heather have in the works for next year is honestly like game-changer material and it's just going <laughs> to make your lives a bit easier with some stuff and just some fun things, some really fun things. We're going somewhere. But at the end of the day, no matter how big the Christmas event is, no matter how big conference is, and you know me, oh, I'm a sucker for a big event. And I walk in, there's heaps of people, I'm like, we've made it! <laughs> Brian Houston, I'll mentor you. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fred, that was very disrespectful. <laughs> I love it. I love, I love a big event. I love a conference. I love, um, t- I love an altar call where people are falling over under the power of God. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know what I want to love most? God, whatever you ask, wherever you lead, whether it's glamorous or whether it sucks, I want to be obedient. And Lord, may I rest in your strength, not in charisma, not in being an extrovert, not in getting very subpar tattoos, but God, let me rest and lean heavily into who you are. Because God, I know that the Elijahs and the Elishas and the Nehemiahs and the Marys and the Tamars and the Davids the Moseses, the Aarons, the mighty men of Zitlag, what sets them apart and why they're remembered throughout history is not gifting, but it's faith and it's obedience. And so church, as we go through this series, as we go through these exciting weeks and there's just some amazing stories that should stir you and change you, Let's always come back to that place. 
be awesome if we could sing Beautiful Surrender again. And uh, I'm not going to pray for anyone this morning. Obviously, if you've got a need for healing or, or, or you've got stuff going on, please come and see some of the pastors. But if we could all just stand this morning. We're just going to finish with this song. And I would ask you to, in this song, of course, give yourself to Jesus. But in a way, not in a weird way, but give yourself to this series. Give yourself to studying from, you know, we'll have on the social medias exactly where it is and what, you know, what, what to follow along with. But come on, we, we don't just want... Sundays to be a place where we rock up. We want it to be a place where we're changed, we're grown, and we have a bit of a laugh as well. So I'll pray and then we'll sing. And after the song, we'll officially close the service, hang out, grab a cup of tea and coffee. We're back on tonight at 5.30. But I'll pray real quick. Father, we thank you this morning. Firstly, on Remembrance Day, we thank you for, once again, just those families. And Lord, as a community, we love the house of God. We love having fun. We love learning. We love growing. Father, deposit something through this series in our spirit, in our families, and in our walks. In Jesus' name.